Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 96 of Feel Good Friday, FGF 96, almost at the triple digits. We're almost there. It's going to be a fun time when we get there, but right now we're on 96. We got 96, 97, 98, 99, and then we get to 100, triple digits 100. Going to be a big thing for that, so definitely... Keep an eye out for the 100th episode. Even if you've never listened to this podcast before, the 100th one is going to be a fun time. And I'll tell you what, I have absolutely no fucking idea what I'm going to do for the 100th episode, but I'm going to start planning now because we're getting close. We're getting pretty close. Once we did 95, I was like, oh shit, 100's right around the corner, especially if I keep pumping them out. Right now, I've only done two episodes in January. It's mid-January. I want to at least do four episodes a month. That way, I'm kind of on a week-by-week basis. That's the plan. Sometimes it'll be more. Hopefully, it will not be less ever. But, you know, like I always say, life happens. So, if I'm doing the math correctly, and I'm a very smart math guy, math guy, not meth guy, I may look like a meth guy, but I'm I'm not a smart math guy either. There was just a little... Math, meth joke right there, like you misheard it, so it sounded like meth, and now and you think I do drugs, but I don't. It was, uh, it was for laughs. It was for laughs, people. Come on. Stay with me. I don't do meth. Um, so if I'm doing my math correctly, well, because then it's like, how do you do meth incorrect? I mean, I guess doing meth in general, it's like, it's wrong to do it. So that doing any meth is doing it incorrectly because... You shouldn't be doing it. It's wrong. It's a hard drug. You get too addicted and then fucks up your life. You've seen Breaking Bad. That's not a happy show. It's not. It's great, but it's not happy. So don't do meth. Meth. Don't do meth. Do math. If you can do math, do math. I wish I was smarter. I wish I was. So anyway, if my math is correct, then we're doing we're dropping 96 this week. 97 becomes next week. That's the end of January. 100 is going to be mid-February. That's what it's looking like. That's the forecast right now. Um, however, who knows? Who knows? I guess, like I always say, anything can happen. Life, life happens. Life gets crazy and uh, fucks up your plans and everything that you know you want to do. Life is like, mm, no, not today, buddy. So. Mid-February should be when the 100th episode drops. So like I said, keep an eye out, keep an ear out, keep a dick out. <laughs> if you, keep those tits out, am I, am I right? That was, that's probably, I probably can't say that. So if I could get canceled, that, that would do it. But I don't think I can get canceled. I'm nowhere near big enough. But um, if I was saying keep your tits out, I don't know, maybe that would do it. But also, if you know me, you know that I'm, I'm just trying to be, you know, just trying to be funny. I'm just trying to be a goofball, a little goofster, gaffster. Just trying to be one of the dudes, one of the bros. Just trying to be cool. And uh, I think saying "keep your tits out," I don't know, makes me want to, makes me all of that. You know what I mean? If I, uh, if my ma- if my social math is correct, then uh, saying that "keep your dicks out." Um, you know, that kind of goes back to like Dick's Out for Harambe, which was a really uh, wild 
cool movement as well. All the cool kids would say dicks out for Harambe. And, um, yeah, you know, that was actually a thing. That was a real thing in America. Dicks out for Harambe. It was a trend, much like eating Tide Pods. So here we are, 2024, loving it. Uh, Anyway, one more thing you may have noticed is that this year, so far, two episodes, at the end of the episode, if you listen to the whole thing, if you're a true, true fan, um, and I hope you are, because if you are, goddammit, I appreciate you. And if you aren't, go to hell. Go to hell, you pig fucker. Or, I don't know, I don't blame you either, you know. Statements like that, or saying, like, get your tits out. It's like, I could understand not wanting to listen to a full hour of this shit. I get it. I understand. Um, with you. Um, however, if you listen to the full thing, you know at the end we do some, I, I drop a couple noise effects. It's just what it is. I do the outro music, which is the same as the intro music. It's a good way to be like, start, psh, finish, psh. And you, you bookmark it like that. Um, and then I add a game over sound. With, and then last year, after the game over sound, it was a glass smash. It was... And it was like, that was the end of the episode. I don't know why. I just thought it sounded cool. Um, it's, again, no reason for it. Cannot justify it other than I think it sounded cool personally. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. Um, oh, old Vine, RIP. But uh, this year, I changed it up. I decided to do a little switch a a little change a if you will. Change a sipping on a brewski. That's probably when I had the idea. And honestly, I don't know why I decided to switch it up. I still, I, I don't know. It still sounds cool to me. It sounds, it's a little funnier than a glass smash. It's a little, I, I thought the glass smash was kind of like, all right, game over. It's like, that's the end of the episode, game over. And then the glass smash was like fucking chaos, which is essentially what this podcast is. I have always called it organized chaos, controlled chaos. Um, so I thought the glass smash kind of represented that as well. This year though, 20 in the year of our Lord and uh, Savior, 2024, is that what they say? Um, 2024 AD. Not Anthony Davis, after death. Uh, I've been doing the game over effect because the episode is still over, so I wanted to keep the game over effect, followed by no longer the Glass Smash, the artist formerly known as the Glass Smash. The game over sound effect is now followed by a, a cow mooing. Yeah, big changes for the Feel Good Friday podcast in 2024. I told you I was going to try to keep it up, you know. Start some fresh things, make it more exciting. This is my first step. We get the hundredth episode, hopefully in February, if my math is math is correct. <laughs> and then that was on purpose, but I sold it because I'm a good actor. Acting. Hundredth mm-hmm. um, episode coming up in February, and new ending sound effect. If that doesn't get your gears turning, your gears going, you know, if that doesn't, if that doesn't get you pumped, if that doesn't get your blood pumping, your pulse racing, I don't know. If that doesn't get your dick hard and your pussies wet, your nips fucking ready to cut some glass, I don't know what will. I went from glass smash to cow moo and I did it 
for you. I did it for the listener. Now I explained why I did the glass smash because glass smash is like it's chaos, and that's always what I said. This podcast is it's always it's always chaos, which I, it still will be in 2024. Hopefully, there's less chaos. That would be ideal. But even last episode with Griffin Donnie, Donnie's uh, beautiful baby boy was crying in the background. I knew that was a risk when I went over to his place uh, and and met his kid. And I wouldn't change it because I wanted to meet his kid, and I'm happy for him, and um, you know I'm happy for them, his family, and it was it was an honor meeting his kid. But there was crying in the background, and you could hear it in some spots, and uh, a little bit of chaos. And I don't think Feel Good Friday would be Feel Good Friday without the chaos. However, I got rid of it, and I added the moo. I don't know because I'm fat. Yeah, my New Year's resolution of like trying to lose weight, it's kind of working. Like people have asked like, hey, are you losing weight? But then also like I still like <clears throat> I got Wendy's the other night. I cracked. I got Wendy's. I got Taco Bell a few a few weeks ago after work. That was a that was a bad one that I cracked and I was like, fuck, what am I doing? Like I'm in the drive-thru line waiting for my food. I already paid. I'm just waiting for my food like a sad fat fuck and I'm like, god damn it. What am I doing? Um, I'm trying to eat more uh, Cheerios to spend less money on like takeout or, or, you know, anything else. Although I went to Meyer to pick up some stuff and then they had like, they had boneless Buffalo wings right by the rotisserie chicken. They set me up. They fucking set me up. They knew I was coming there cause I had to get rotisserie chicken for Finn cause Finn loves the rotis chick. And, uh, and then they put the boneless Buffalo wings right next to it. They look so damn good. So I picked that up. So, um, the world kind of wants me to fail if that's, any indicator right there. But anyway, regardless, um, cow moo, like, yeah, I'm fat, but I didn't do it because I'm fat. I did it. Uh, it's funny. I just think it's funny. And that could be the sound that uh, changes the projection of this podcast. You know, maybe someone listening hears the cow moo at the end instead of the glass match and they go, wow, wait, no, this is great. This is the podcast that I want to listen to. I don't know about you. And they like they listen to one in 2023 and they hear the glass smash and they're like, eh. But then they hear the 2024 and they hear the cow moon and they go, whoa. This is some groundbreaking shit right here. Are you fucking kidding me? And then boom, you know. This time come June, your boys chilling with Ron White and Tom Segura, podding it up, having Bill Simmons as a guest. Talking about sports, bringing on Shane Gillis, talking about comedy. Oh, you know, bring on uh, Selma Hayek because we'll probably be dating. So I'll have her as a guest and I'll be like, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? I want to introduce you to the love of my life for now, uh, Selma Hayek. And people will be like, not surprised. I always knew he had it in him and always knew she had me in her <laughs> Ah, sex jug, booyah, all right, that is a good start to episode 96, we're gonna play that intro music when we get back, we got award season to talk about, we got some football to talk about, we just got little things here and there that we have to talk about, we have to talk about them, because I want to talk about them, because I got nothing better to do, I'm a dad, two dogs, beautiful baby boy, nothing better to do. Then talk about 
Oscars and Emmys and Golden Globes galore. <sighs> Alright. Play that intro music. Alright. Oscars and Emmys and Golden Globes galore. God, Joe, you are a fucking loser. I don't blame your parents for being disappointed in you. I really do not. Alright, so I'm going to play the intro music when that comes back and talk about the Emmys. I'll probably throw in a little dick joke here and there. Hey, my dick is like an Emmy or something like that. Or like Emma Stone can have my dick as well. I don't know, something stupid. That'll be good. Oh, fuck! Still record. Alright. <clears throat> uh, play that Play that intro music. God damn it. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Episode 96. Feel good, Friday. You feeling good? You feeling good? You feeling all juiced up, my brother? That was <laughs> that was weird. I don't know why I went that route. But I hope you're feeling good. I really do. Um, winter is settling in. I'll tell you that much. We have had a slew of just cold, miserable, snowy days. Flurries. Sunshine sometimes, but like, don't let it, don't let it fool you. Do not let that sunshine fool you because you might see the sunshine and be like, huh, hmm, must be nice out. And then you step outside and you're like, it's not fucking nice out. No, it's not. Um, so don't let it fool you. Don't let it get to you. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely depressional, seasonal depression. Um, it's depression weather. This is soup weather. This is, I don't even like chili, but for whatever reason, I'm craving chili. All of a sudden, I'm always craving chilies. I went to Chili's the other night, uh, watched some playoff football, had some Coors Lights. The mountains are still blue. Doesn't matter what time of year it is, the mountains are blue. But, uh, and man, so it snowed a lot, and then it got fucking cold. It got single digits, neggy digits, um, to the point where, like, Yesterday, I think a customer was like, oh, it's like, it's like six degrees out right now. And I was like, what? We're out of the negatives? And I was excited about that. I should not, no one, I don't think anyone should live in a goddamn place where you get excited to hear that it is not in negative degrees anymore. You know what I mean? Like if someone tells you, hey, it's six degrees outside. That statement should never, ever bring someone excitement. That, that statement should, <laughs> I can't even talk. I'm so angry about this. Like, why do I live here? Um, I lived in Texas. What am I doing? But that statement, hearing someone say, hey, it's six degrees outside, that should bring you dread and it should bring you anger. And it should bring you a little bit of confusion and some sadness as well. It should never make you excited. It should never make you go like, Oh, fuck. All right. Here we go. Heat wave. This is my island in the sun. Break out the fucking tiki bar. No. It's sad. And uh, I'm really... The seasonal depression, man, it's hit me hard. And the sun is out. Like, the sun's been out for a couple days. And But I know it's I know it's a muse. I know it's a joke. I know it's a... a what's the... A mirage, if you will. It's all a ruse or a muse. I think it's a ruse. When I say muse, I'm thinking of Manny Muse, the porn star. Nice butt. Um, I would uh, lick it. But anyway, nom, 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 nom. Uh, 
yeah, no, it's it's full blown Chicago winter, and pipes are freezing, and pipes are bursting, and um, tires are the air pressure is getting fucked up, and cars are getting frozen shut. People are calling off work because they can't start their cars. It's always chaos. This podcast is chaos, and Chicago in the winter is chaos. And then there are the people that are like, I prefer the cold. Go fuck yourself, dude. Like you really prefer like you you prefer the cold. Go take a walk. Go take a walk right now. Or just around the block, just to walk around the block and be like, this is my weather and, and say it with sincerity. And, uh, maybe then I'll be like, all right, I guess I believe you, but I don't think you could do that. I really don't. I really don't. This is uh, this is miserable outside. And next week that by the end of next week, it's supposed to be in the low forties and man, am I looking forward to that? However, don't get fooled by that either because it's been so goddamn cold that your body will trick you. Your body's a little sneaky fuck. Your body will trick you. It's so cold that, and this is science, this is science right here. So take out your notepads and your pens and um, fucking jot it down, people. Because this is going to come to help you in the future. (laughs) That was Cheerios. Um, So if it's so cold for a while, I'm talking this little stretch of single degree days, teen days, snowy, all that stuff. And then all of a sudden it shoots up to low 30s, even low 40s. Your body is going to be like, it's so warm out. I can wear shorts and a hoodie and I'll be fine. And a lot of people do it. I've, I've been guilty of it. Don't do it. That is, it's a form of trickery that will get you sick. Because your body, it's still cold out. Even though it's not as cold as it was, it is still cold. So even though you fe- it feels like a heat wave and you want to wear shorts and be like, this is fucking great. I love this shit. Don't, don't fall for it. Still dress appropriately. Stay healthy. I love you. I don't want to see you sick. I don't want to see you get anyone else sick. If you get me or mine, as in, you know, my squad, sick. You're no longer my friend. You're an enemy. Just until they get better. But that whole time that they're sick, I'm going to be like, if only the fucking guy didn't wear shorts on a 40 degree day. And again, I've done it. I've worn shorts on a 40 degree day. I'm trying to get better. That's the goal of 2024. Maybe wait till it hits 50 and then start wearing shorts. I can't lie and say I won't be tempted to wear shorts when it's in the low 40s next week. But I'm talking myself out of it because I'm trying to be a responsible adult. And uh, I hope it works this time. I really do. I hope I have it in me that I could be like, no shorts. It's still cold. This is Chicago in January. Come on, dude. Don't be a dum-dum. I have to give myself that pep talk in the morning during the winters here. Because it's going to hit 40 and I'm going to be like, what are we grilling? Let's start day drinking because it's fucking beautiful outside. Break out my flip-flops, all of that. And I have to, I really have to tell myself. I have to reel it back in and be like, it's still cold. And that's the way it is. Until Finn is older, this is where we're at. We're in Chicago. Yeah, no. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe he'll want to go to school. Something like ASU or, or Texas or Florida, California even. And then, we, you know, that way I don't have to worry about, you know. I could just be like, hey, I'm going to go visit Finn and, you know, for the school year. So, get away from all this.
I'm going to go visit Finn for the winter. Oh, he's coming home for winter break. Oh, shoot. I already, already booked my flight in my hotel. Uh, have a Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. A filthy animal. Keep the change. Um, yeah, Chicago. I do love the summer. The summers almost make it worth it. The springs, the, the falls, they're fine. You get like a really perfect day here and there and there. Perfect day here and there and there. It, sound, it sounded wrong, but I, I mean, I don't know another way to say it. I could just not say it. I'll move on. Um, springs, falls, they're fine here. You get some miserable days, but you get some perfect days, so it balances out. Overall, it's pretty mild. Um, although it snowed on Halloween this year. Stupid. And then summers are, are fucking great here. So it almost makes it worth it because of how great the summers are in Chicago, but... But man, I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Maybe this was the this was the bad stretch this year. Maybe it's going to be mild from here. Because I had a lot of people tell me, like customers at work, coworkers at work, uh, news fucking people, like be like, it's gonna be a mild winter this year, and from here on out, there's global warming, and nothing mild about this shit. It's been dangerously cold. It's been freezing. Shit's been going down. It's been snowing. It's been like blizzarding almost. Nothing too crazy. Like no one's like snowed in yet, but it's been snowing a fair amount to the point where things are still covered. And the snow's not going anywhere because it's still cold, even with the sun out. Like I said, it's misleading. It's a misleading sun. So whoever said this was going to be a mild winter can eat my dick because you were wrong and you got me excited, but you were wrong. You are wrong. Um... Yeah, there's my little rant about winter. I hate it. I really am. You know, I'm on. I'm in. I'm in Jimmy Buffett. I'm an island heart, in a uh, in a suburban body. Island heart in a city body. Island heart in a city world. There we go. Island boy? No, because island boy. Island boys ruined the term island boy. I mean, I didn't buy. I fucking hate them. I can't stand them whenever they're in the news. Anyway, enough about the cold rant. You all get it. I hate it. Can't wait for it to be over. Can't wait to be wearing sunglasses and a Hawaiian shirt and shorts and flip-flops and be chilling out in the backyard after I just mowed, freshly mowed lawn, picked up all the dog shit. I'm just chilling and I'm cracking a Coors Light and I'm listening to a podcast or even better, I'm listening to some, some country music and I am living my best life. L-I-V-I-N, baby. L-I-V-I-N. Fuck you, Winter. Can't, the, the snow is so beautiful. It's not. Looks like God just took a cum shot to the world. And now we're all just stuck in a sloshy, cold mess. All right. On to the next thing I wanted to talk about, which was award season. So far, the Golden Globes and the Emmys have happened. The Oscars have not happened yet. But the Golden Globes and the Emmys have We'll talk about the Golden Globes first. Joe Coy was the host. Joe Coy is a comedian who, overall, like, I liked him. I definitely liked him when I when I first found out about him. Um, but over time, I thought he, like, the bigger he got, the more annoying he got. It's almost like Burt Kreischer, if I'm being totally honest. Like, first found out about him, thought he was great, loved him. Over time, got bigger, didn't sell out. Not sell out, that's the wrong word, but just got a little annoying with it. Um, and I don't know, maybe it's cause I haven't really been in, like, I haven't checked him out recently. Overall, he's, you know, he's still 
a funny dude. He was in the Haunted Mansion, the remake. That was a nice little cameo. But uh, I think he still got it. But they, they chose him to host the, host the Golden Globes, which I was like, I know it was big, but hosting the Golden Globes. And then they apparently told him 10 days before, not a lot of prep time. Even if you're a professional comedian, 10 days to host the Golden fucking Globes, not a lot of, not a lot of prep time. But he did it anyway because it's the Golden Globes, and I don't think you want to turn that down unless you're Kevin Hart. He took it. He went for it. Uh, it did not go well. A lot of people are calling it a disaster. Um, one of the worst hosting jobs. All this stuff. Ripped on him. Torn to shreds. I watched the intro. I watched the intro monologue. That's when all the big jokes get made. That's when it's like you really can just fire him off and go at all the big names. Uh, and uh, I watched it and it wasn't that great you heard like a lot of the time it's like scattered laughter it's never like one big there's never like an applause break unless if it's like a respectful one it's like rapper de niro's here you know um other than that nothing no applause breaks just scattered laughter laughter uh, nothing too big even some moments of silence and not like hey this guy died let's honor him no like moments of silence after a joke that was supposed to be funny Joke was made, boom, nothing. I think it was the Barbie one that was the worst. Um, he, I, I don't even remember what the joke was, but it, was, it wasn't good. It was definitely not a good joke. He was saying something about, like, um, we're all, you know, all here to honor the, all the movies and, like, like Barbie. A uh, movie about a girl with big boobies. That was, like, the joke. And I get why it was quiet, because that's a bad joke. And, um, you know, everyone's like, Barbie's so much deeper than that. Okay, so, um, I get the Barbie is deeper than that, but also he is making a joke. Again, not a good joke, but let's calm down. We all get it. Barbie is deeper than a girl with big boobies. Who, by the way, Margot Robbie doesn't even have that big of boobies. Just saying. Just saying. Margot Robbie, obviously gorgeous, you know, like, kind of looks like she'd probably be into me, but there's a chance she wouldn't be. She's that gorgeous. Um, however, the you know, boobies not that big. The boobies are not that big. So jokes inaccurate on several accounts. Uh, but it's just it fell flat. It fell very very flat. It, it almost fell as flat as Margot Robbie. Hey oh, that's a good joke. Um, because I just said that how gorgeous she was, so I paid her respect, and then I said that she had small boobs. Um, so. Man, there's nothing wrong with small boobs. You're fine. You little 12-year-old boy, you. Um, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm trying to, like, roast Margot Robbie. Like, I can. Like, I have any justification to roast arguably the most attractive girl on the fucking planet. Like, arguably the most beautiful actress that has ever stepped foot onto our planet. She's up there with the Gal Gadots and the whatnots. So... Yeah, I'm just saying, big boobies, not quite, Joe Coy, not quite. And then he's saying, like, in the middle of the set, he's like, like, what? I didn't, you know, he's saying, like, I didn't write all these jokes. The ones that you're laughing at are the ones that I wrote. I'm like, that's a weird, like, you're, like, panicking, and so that's what you say. Um, I kind of get it, but it's also, like, what a weird, kind of weird flex, weird thing to say. Um just a lot of things that could have gone better. He went at Taylor Swift. He's like, uh, difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL is that we will have 
significantly less cutaways to Taylor Swift. And then they cut away to Taylor Swift right after that joke, and she was not having it. And the Swifties, oh my God, the Swifties went off on Joe Coy. This is when I started to feel bad for Joe Coy. Because, man, if you come at Taylor Swift, if you come at the Queen, bro, you best not miss. And, um, and he missed. And he missed. Which, by the way, I don't know if he should have missed, though. Because that's one of those jokes that, like, yeah, not super funny. But also true, hopefully. Like, the cutaways to Taylor Swift in the NFL, we get it. She's there. She's at the game. Um, but this all goes back to, like, I don't get the big deal. <laughs> her, her songs are fine. Songs are fine. But anyway, we're not going to get into that. We're not going to get into that. Taylor, love you. Slay, queen, as the kids say. Or whatever the fuck they say nowadays. So, got in some trouble with the Swifties. Like, there was, I know a Swiftie, and she was like, that guy was so fucking awful, and wasn't even funny. And they, you know, they wrote all these jokes that they could have, that he could have said, instead of trying to, like, roast her. He didn't even fucking roast her. He roasted the NFL for cutting away to her so much. She, it's not her fault. <coughs> Sorry, ripping the ganj, if you know what I mean. It's the only way I get through these episodes. So where I come up with all my great ideas. Um, it's not her fault. People are like mad at her. She's just going to the games, supporting her man. And, uh, there's nothing she can do. She's not like, Hey, NFL, Goodell, everyone fucking let's cut away to me. Let's, let's say 20 times this game. Let's just do a, let's just do a mile. Let's do a tame 20. It's not, she's not doing that. She's just going to the game, supporting her man. She's in a box. So she gets the special treatment, but still, like, it's not her fault. People got to stop being mad at her. Just like at the Golden Globes, she was just there. You know, not her fault. She was, there was awards. And then they were mad that she didn't win. Barbie won over their movie. And then they were like, at first they were like, oh, this guy sucks. He's misogynistic. And, you know, against that, that whole Barbie joke. And then when Taylor Swift didn't win, they were like, you know, when Barbie movie went over the Eras Tour movie, they were like, Barbie shouldn't have won. That movie sucked. Like, they just went at that. Uh, so, Swifties, still nuts. Still very passionate. I love them. They're crazy. And they're the backbone of this country at the moment. So, um, yeah, it was kind of a disaster for Joe Coy to the point where it's like, I hope he, I hope he makes a rebound. He probably is going to do, like, the Chris Rock treatment. He's probably going to lay low for a little bit. And he's going to do a new tour. And he's going to talk about it. And he's going to be like... That fucking sucked. You know, and just just go on a rant about how he did not have a good time. I'm sure he wasn't having a good time. I'm sure he read that room and he was like, holy fuck, the worst I ever bombed is at the Golden Fucking Globes. Um, yeah, poor guy. Poor guy. But also, he's richer than I'll ever be and more successful than I'll ever be. So, I don't give a fuck, dude. Like, you knew the risk when you signed up. You should have read the script before you signed up. Because that boobies joke was not good. And I don't think that was the writers. I don't think the writers would make that joke because it seemed like it was going for offensive. Just didn't land. Just didn't land. Anyway, <coughs> sorry guys, I am, I am ripping it hard if you know what I mean. Let's talk about the winners, the nominees. Um, best, we'll fucking, fucking, we're going to go right into it. Here we go. Best film, drama. Nominees were Anatomy of the Fall, The Zone of Interest, Past Lives, Maestro, 
Maestro, Killers of the Flower Moon, and Oppenheimer. Winner, Oppenheimer. Still have not seen Oppenheimer, although I hear that movie is the bomb. <laughs> hey, I see I call it Sloppy Toppenheimer, because that head is the bomb. And that's a line that I just came up with right now. This is why I should still be a rapper, because that line would take off. Now, someone's probably going to hear this podcast and be like, jotting down that shit. If I hear that in a song in the next six months, I'm coming at whoever released that song. And this podcast will be released by then, so there will be evidence that I, you know, I released this podcast on January, whatever the fuck, 2024, at approximately fucking six o'clock or whatever the fuck, there will be proof. And I will come at you. I hope it's Drake. I hope I go to court against Drake. That would be cool. Or the Migos. Or someone I don't like. Because I don't mind Drake. So, like, if I went to court against, like, Gunna or Kodak Black, someone stupid like that, who just rubs me the wrong way, Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty's a good time. He's stupid, but he knows it. Anyway. Yeah, Oppenheimer won Best Film Drama. Best Female Actor in a Film Drama. The Academy, uh, I'm sorry, the Academy Awards. The nominees for the Golden Globes was Kaylee Spaney and Priscilla, Greta Lee in Past Lives, Annette Bening Benning in Niad, Sandra Hewler in Anatomy of a Fall, Carrie Mulligan in Maestro, and Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon, and that is your winner. So from here on out, I'm just going to, I'm going to name the, the winner last. That's going to be my style, my delivery. Um... So I still have to watch Killers of a Flower Moon. Best film, musical or comedy. You had Air, May, December, The Holdovers, American Fiction, Barbie, and Poor Things. Winner was Poor Things. Still have to see that one. Still have to see it. Although it looks kind of cool. I can't tell what it is. Is that a horror movie? It kind of looks like Frankenhooker, which was a great movie from the from a while ago. Anyway, give it a shot. Poor Things. Best Male Actor in a Film, Musical, or Comedy. You had Nick Cage in Dream Scenario. Timothy Chalamet, my boy, Timmy Shams in Wonka. Matt Damon did get nominated for Air. Joaquin Phoenix for Bo is Afraid. Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. And then Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers. And that is your winner, Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers. Well-deserved. Paul Giamatti, my man, Paul Giamatti. Killing it. Killing it. Getting that Golden Globe. Best TV Series. Drama. Here we go. So the Golden Globes is cool because it's it's both both uh, TV and film. So you get the best of both worlds. Uh, where yeah, best TV series drama. Nineteen twenty three. Mm, cool. The Crown. Heard it's good. Don't watch it. Diplomat. Haven't watched it. The Last of Us was cool. I like that. Then the Morning Show. Um, still haven't watched that. Heard it's crazy though. Heard it's pretty nuts. And your winner. My, one of my favorites. Succession. Snagged. Got it. Best TV series drama. Golden Globe. GG. Double G titties, baby. Big old knockers. Succession. Got it. Best female actor in TV series drama. You got Helen Mirren in 1923. Bella Ramsey for The Last of Us. Carrie Russell for The Diplomat. Imelda Staunton for The Crown. Staunton. Oh, Imelda Staunton, isn't it? Emma Stone for The Curse, and Sarah Snook, the winner for Succession, old Siobhan, Shivy, fuck yeah.
Best TV series, musical or comedy. Got Ted Lasso, which I don't know. I think that should have won because it was last season. It was a beautiful farewell season, but whatever. Abbott Element, I love Ted Lasso. Abbott Elementary, Jury Duty. Only Murders in the Building, still have not watched that. Such a bummer because it's got Steve Martin and Martin Short, two of my faves, but whatever. Barry, and then the winner, The Bear. The Bear, so Succession and The Bear. Two of my favorite shows, well, Succession's over. Succession is over, I was going to say right now. Succession is over, but uh, two of my favorite shows of recent viewings, and uh, they're both killing it. Best limited TV series, anthology series, or TV movie. All the Light We Cannot See. Never heard of it. Daisy Jones and the Six. Is that a porno? Fargo. Heard of it. Haven't watched it. Fellow Travelers. Lessons in Chemistry. Brie Larson. Bay. And uh, Beef. Your winner is Beef. Still have not watched that either. Although it's got Ali Wong. And she's a female crush of mine as well. Cinematic and box office achievement. This is the one that uh, Swifties were mad at. Because Taylor Swift, the heiress to it. Tui. Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour movie, got nominated. The Super Mario Bros. movie, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Oppenheimer, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, John Wick Chapter 4, got nominated. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and then your winner was Barbie. And Swifties were pissed. What the fuck? Best original song in a film, Addicted to Romance by Bruce Springsteen and Patti Schiaffia. Dance the Night Away by Carolyn Aylin. Dua Lipa, Mark Ronson, and Andrew Wyatt. That is from Barbie. I'm Just Ken by Mark Ronson and Andrew Wyatt. That is from Barbie. Peaches by Jack Black, Aaron Horvath, Michael Jelinek, Eric Osmond, and John Spiker. That was in the Super Mario Bros. movie. I feel like that. That could have made it. I feel like that should have won. People love Peaches a lot more than... <sighs> what Was I Made For by Billie Eilish and Phineas. That was from Barbie. I feel like people, Peaches made more of an impact than what was I made for. But hey, that's just me. Peaches, 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 Peaches. I'm a little biased because I watch Super Mario Bros. at least once a week, thanks to my little Finnegan. Best original score to film. Jurassic Fendricks, Poor Things. Robbie Robertson, Killers of the Flower Moon. Mika Levi, that's a cool name. The Zone of Interest, Daniel Pemberton. That's another, that's a funny name. That's like a dork name. What up, Pemberton? And then you shove his face in some... In some ass. Not like good ass, though. Not like Mandy Muse ass. Like like locker room. Like you're in the locker room with the fellas. And like you have like a really fat, sweaty dude standing in front of him. And you distract him. And you go, hey, Pemberton. And then he looks towards you. Dude with the sweaty ass stands in front of him. Pemberton's looking towards you. And then you go, what's up, dork? And then you like push his head. And it goes right into... Uh, the ass cheeks of that guy. Anyway, I wasn't a bully, surprisingly. Even with that sort of planning, I was not a bully. I, I'm nice to people. I really am nice to people. I talk my shit. And if I talk shit to you, I'm doing it in a loving way. It's supposed to be funny. And um, if I'm not talking shit to you, it's a sign that I respect you, but I also don't know you well enough to like be able to talk shit to you. So that's my thing. Joe Hishashi, <clears throat> the boy in the heron. Nope, don't know it. And then Ludwig, Lug, ugh, I'm Kruger. I'm mostly German. I should know this. Ludwig Goranson, Robinheimer. That's your winner right there. Best male actor in a film drama. You had Bradley Cooper for Maestro. Maestro. Yeah, I think it's Maestro, but I keep saying Maestro because that's the way my brain wants to read it. Big dum dum right here. 
New Year, same dumb shit. Leonardo DiCaprio, Killers of a Flower Moon. Coleman Domingo, Rustin, haven't even heard of that one. Andrew Scott, All of Us Strangers, haven't even heard of that one. Barry Keoghan, Saltburn, heard of that one. But then the winner, Cillian Murphy, Oppenheimer. That is your winner right there. Best female actor in a film, musical or comedy. You had Fantasia Barino in The Color Purple. You had Jennifer Lawrence in No Hard Feelings. What? She got nominated for that shit? You had Natalie Portman in May, December. Sorry, that's just wild that No Hard Feelings had a nomination at all. It must have been really thin this year. Um, Alma Poitzi, Fallen Leaves. Margot Robbie did get nominated for Barbie. Um, and then Emma Stone won for Poor Things. Still have to see Poor Things. Best Director in a Film. Bradley Cooper, Maestro. Greta Gerwig, Barbie. Uh, Yorgos Lantimos, Poor Things. Martin Scorsese, still killing it. Martin Scorsese, whatever. Killers of the Flower Moon. Celine Song, Past Lives. And your winner, my man Christopher Nolan, the man responsible for the Dark Knight trilogy, the best Batman films of all time, in my opinion. One for Oppenheimer. Best Animated Film, Elemental got nominated. The Super Mario Bros. movie got nominated. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse got nominated. Wish got nominated. Two Disney movies, if you're keeping track. And then an Illumination, and then a really cool Spider-Man movie. Suzumi, don't know what that one is. But the winner was The Boy and the Heron. So I guess I gotta see that one. The Boy and the Heron. I don't know about The Boy and the Heron, but The Boy and the Heroine can be a tale about my time in college. I'm just kidding. I didn't do drugs. It's just a joke. Just relax. I didn't do drugs. Not that much. <laughs> um, best male actor in a TV series. Drama. Pedro Pascal, The Last of Us. Jeremy Strong, Succession. Brian Cox, Succession. Gary Oldman, Slow Horses. Dominic West, The Crown. And your winner... Kieran Culkin, succession. Kieran Culkin grabbed himself a GG, a big pair of GG titties. Double G's, baby. Best female, <laughs> best female actor in a TV series, musical or comedy. <coughs> Rachel Brosnahan, the marvelous Miss Maisel, Mrs. Maisel. Quinta Brunson, Abbott Elementary. Al Fanning, the great. Selena Gomez, only murders in the building. Jeez, must have been thin this year. Natasha Leone, I shouldn't say that. I've never, I haven't seen it, so what am I doing? But Selena Gomez, really? She's a musical artist. Natasha Leone, Poker Face. I want to watch that. That's what I want to watch. I like that lesbian. She's cool. But your winner, AOE to Barry, the bear. The bear taking another one. Uh, best performance in stand up comedy on TV. Trevor Noah, Where Was I? Chris Rock, Selective Outrage. Amy Schumer, Emergency Contact. Sarah Silverman. Sarah Silverman, someone you love. Wanda Sykes, I'm an entertainer. Oh my God. Chris Rock, Wanda Sykes, Sarah Silverman. Chris Rock, again, is one of the all-time greats. But Amy Schumer? Like, you're going to put Amy Like, this is, you're going for diversity right here. This is a diversity ploy, play, whatever you want to call it. Shane Gillis had one of the best specials of the year. Mark Normans was great. Um, I don't know if you want to count YouTube ones. If you want to count YouTube ones, Fat, Fat Rascal is amazing. Um... But, man, wow, that's bad. But your winner was Ricky Gervais for Armageddon. Uh, Well-deserved. Ricky Gervais is great. Best male actor in a TV series, musical, or comedy. Bill Hader for Barry. Steve Martin, Only Murders in the Buildings. Jason Segel, Shrinking. That was great. Martin Short, Only Murders in the Building. How good is this show that the three leads got nominated? Martin Short, Steve Martin, and fucking Selena Gomez. 
And Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso, wish he would have won again. But he got beaten out by the Bear again because Jeremy Allen White took home that pair of double G titties. Golden Gloves, baby. Golden Gloves could be a name. Like, I want to see your Golden Gloves. Like, it's douchey, but you could use that to describe boobies. Big boobies. Right, Joe Coy? Best screenplay for a film. Greta Gerwig and Noah Bumbach for Barbie. Tony McNamara, McNamara for Poor Things. Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer. Eric Roth and Martin Scorsese for Killers of a Flower Moon. Celine Strong for Past Lives. And your winner, Justine Triet and Arthur Harari, Anatomy of a Fall. Haven't even heard of it. So, Best Supporting Male Actor in a TV Series. You had Billy Crudup in The Morning Show. You had James Martinson for Jury Duty. Ebon Moss, Backrock for The Bear. Alan Ruck, Succession. Alexander Skarsgård, Succession. And your winner, Matthew McFadden, Succession. Succession's fucking killing it. Best supporting actor and um, best supporting female actor in a TV series. You had Abby Elliott for The Bear, Christina Ricci for Yellow Jackets, Jay Smith Cameron for Succession, um, Meryl Streep, of course, Meryl Streep got nominated for Only Murders in the Building, uh, Hannah Waddingham for Ted Lasso, and then your winner, Elizabeth Debicki for The Crown. Still haven't watched it, but whatever. Um, Let's get some. Let's get through these ones. Best supporting male actor in a film. You had Willem Dafoe for Poor Things, Robert De Niro for Killers of a Flower Moon, Ryan Gosling for Barbie, my man the Goss with a nomination, a pair of double G nominations. Charles Melton for May December, Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things, and your winner, Iron Man himself, Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer. Then you had best supporting female actor in a film, Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer. Nah, didn't win. Daniel Brooks for The Color Purple. Didn't win. Suck it, Daniel Brooks. Sorry, I'm sure you're a great person. Um, probably shouldn't have said that to one of the... Uh... Moving on. Jodie Foster. Nyad. Didn't win. Haven't even heard of that movie. So that's crazy. Maybe I should look into that, but whatever. Julianne Moore for May, December. Rosamund Pike for Saltburn. So hot. But your winner... Divine Joy Randolph for the holdovers. The holdovers, that did some damage too here. That, that, in, in a good way. In a good way. It was damage in a good way. Um, so anyway, that's your Golden Globes. That's your Golden Globe wrap-up right there. I've been talking for far too long. Talked about winter and talked about the Golden Globes. and Maybe I shouldn't have done all of them, but God damn it. I didn't know everyone that won, so this was a learning experience for me. Plus, Succession and the Bear killed it. So why wouldn't I want to go through I was excited to go through that. Guess what, people? When we get back, we got more awards talk. So strap in. This might as well be an awards show. Let's see if I do better. <laughs> Let's see if I do better. Let's see if I do better than Joe Coy. If that's how it's going to be. If I'm just mispronouncing shit and fucking up my sentences, probably not. But we'll see. He did pretty bad. Hey everybody, welcome back to Feel Good Friday FGF episode 96. I'm your host Joe Kruger. We are reporting live from the red carpet, the fabulous red carpet. We just had JLo walk by. She's in her 50s and goddamn that ass is as fat as ever. And ladies and gentlemen, I do not mean fat with an F. I mean fat with a PH. And you know what? Let's add an AF to the end of that because that thing is fat as fuck and i'll tell you what i'll tell you what i would suck a fart out of that thing and hold it like a goddamn bong hit just and i'll tell you what else i would love every fucking second of it because i'm a freak (sighs) that was my impression of a red carpet reporter 
Uh, that was me on the red carpet, essentially. That's that's what I think I would do. Stuff like that, shenanigans, stuff like that. And I did that because this is essentially the award show special. We went on long segment just to, you know before the break about uh, the Golden Globes, those double G titties, just some big old haters. Just want to, mm, yeah, let me, mm, baby wants some milk. Um, that was gross. I apologize for that. But did our Golden Globes segment already. And I'll tell you what. That's the fourth time I think I said, I'll tell you what. I know at the beginning I was doing like a a character, but saying I'll tell you what four times within a minute and 15 seconds, it's goddamn impressive, people. It's goddamn impressive. And I'm I'm tired of pretending like it's not. Um, But anyway, in the intro, I said something like keep your tits out or something like that. Just something that was very probably not that bad. And I was like, I could have gotten canceled for that if I had a career. Uh, but you can't cancel what doesn't exist. I'm not to quote Matthew McConaughey here, but I am, I am, uh, I am off the elemental chart. I'm a fugazi. I'm a fugazi. I'm a woozy. I'm a whatsy. I'm a fairy dust. Uh, so good luck canceling what you cannot see or hear unless you listen to this podcast. But I'm sure my 20 followers will be very disappointed if I do get the proverbial X. Um, we talked about the Golden Globes already. We are going to move on. The Oscars have not happened yet. We cannot talk about the Oscars, but we are going to move on to the Emmys. Now, the Golden Globes, those double G titties of mine, not mine. I have, my titties are like, they're big, but they're not. I have Margot Robbie titties. Um, they're nice. You know what I mean? They're nice. Probably a little bit hairier than hers, but still nice and definitely warm. Just a safe place to be if you ever want to rest your head. Right here. You have my chest. Uh, Golden Globes is both film and television, whereas the Emmys is strictly television. I believe it was the 75th anniversary in 2024, but I'm not 100% sure. Anyway, regardless of 75, 76, whatever the fuck it was, people care less about the Emmys than the other ones. I think it goes Oscars, Golden Globes, then Emmys, then there's like Tonys and SAG Awards and some, uh, there's other stuff too, but, um, we're going to get into the Emmys because the Emmys are news. Anthony Anderson hosted, so wasn't a huge fan. I'd, I would take Joe Coy over Anthony Anderson. I'll tell you that much. I will tell you that. So let's get right into it. Let's fucking dive in. No condom. Let's just go in. We're going in raw. Yeah, baby, I like it raw. Uh, drama series. This is kind of the big one. Let's go through the nominees. Yellow Jackets. I got par- I got Showtime on Paramount Plus so I could watch Yellow Jackets, and I still haven't fucking watched it and i'm mad at myself for that the white lotus got nominated loved the white lotus the last of us got nominated that was cool house of the dragons still haven't watched it the crown haven't watched it but you know it's about princesses and crowns it's probably the worst the worst description you will ever hear uh for the crown so i apologize better call Saul got nominated but the winner my my show right here succession watched it all summer long Succession takes home uh, best drama series. Succession is done. Season four was the final season. They're cleaning house. They're cleaning house. Actor in a drama series. You have Pedro Pascal for The Last of Us. You had Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul. Brian Cox for Succession. Jeff Bridges, the old man. Now, also, can I? Brian Cox was only in like three episodes of uh, Succession in season four. So I don't know if they're counting season three because that, that would make more sense in my opinion. Cause again, not, you know, spoiler, 
He's only in three episodes. Something happens, and he's only in three episodes. You can put the pieces together, but... So I'm wondering if they included season three, because that doesn't seem like enough time to get a fucking nomination for actor in a drama series, but... Uh, Jeremy Strong for Succession, and your winner! Won the GG, and now he's winning the Emmy. Kieran Culkin for Succession. My boy Kieran Culkin, absolutely killing it. Actress in a drama series. Carrie Russell in The Diplomat. Haven't even heard of it, if I'm being totally honest. Elizabeth Moth. Moth. <laughs> what am I, Mike Tyson? Elizabeth Moss in The Handmaid's Tale. Bella Ramsey in The Last of Us. Melanie Linsky in Yellow Jackets. Still haven't watched it, and I'm mad at myself for that. Sharon Horgan in Bad Sisters. Bad Sisters. Is that about... Never mind. Um, but your winner, Best Actress in a Drama Series, is Sarah Snook for Succession. Siobhan. It's like this is deja vu because this is literally what I said fucking last segment. Uh, we are going to move on to Supporting Actor in a Drama Series. Alexander Sar- Skarsgård, Succession. Will Sharp, The White Lotus. Alan Ruck, Succession. Theo James, The White Lotus. Michael Imperioli, The White Lotus. Nicholas Braun, Succession. F. Murray Abraham, The White Lotus. But your winner. Matthew McFadden, Succession. Succession wins another one. We are an astounding four for four so far. Supporting actor in a drama series, Matthew McFadden. He plays Tom Wobbs games, and I'm really happy that he won. Because he's probably my favorite character on the show, if I'm being totally honest. But for all the nominees, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nominees in that category, and they're all from either White Lotus or Succession, that's nuts. That makes me feel confident that I'm watching good shit between White Lotus, Succession, and The Bear. And I will tell people those are the three best shows that I've watched as of recent. Let's go to Supporting Actress in a Drama Series. Simona Tabasco, hey, you named yourself after a hot sauce. That's cool. Uh, for the White Lotus. Rhea Seahorn, better call Saul. Aubrey Plaza in the White Lotus, love that. Sabrina Impacitiori, Impacitiori. <laughs> I'm not even going to fucking try on that one. But she's in the White Lotus, whatever her name is. Megan Fahey, the White Lotus. Elizabeth Debicki, the crown. Jay Smith Cameron, succession. But your winner. For Best Supporting Actress in a Drama Series, Jennifer Coolidge from The White Lotus. (coughs) Oh my god, I can't believe I won. I'm so horny right now. It's a bad Jennifer Coolidge impression, but you get it. Guest Actor in a Drama Series. This is cool. Kivion Montreal Woodard, The Last of Us. Ariane, uh, Ariane Moade, Succession. Lamar Johnson, The Last of Us. James Cromwell, Succession. Murray Bartlett, The Last of Us. But your winner, Nick Offerman, The Last of Us. He did do he had a good he had a good episode. The episode that was Nick Offerman's was was arguably one of the better episodes. I remember we were watching it right before we left for Disney. And uh it was a good time. Guest actress in a in a drama series, you have Harriet Walter, Succession, Anna Torv, The Last of Us, Melanie Linsky, The Last of Us, Cherry Jones. You guessed it. Succession. Kiam Abbas. You guessed it. Succession. But the winner. Storm Reed, which I thought was a porn star. Storm Reed and The Last of Us. Good shit. Good shit. All right, your award for writing for a drama series. That's right, we're doing this. Mike White, The White Lotus. Arrivederci is the episode that they, they promoted, I guess. 
Craig Mazin, The Last of Us, long, long time. Sharon Horgan, Dave Finkel, and Brett Baer, Bad Sisters. Still don't know what that show is, but could be a porno. Anything I don't know could be a porno, essentially. Peter Gold for Better Call Saul, Gordon Smith for Better Call Saul, Bo Willman for Andor. You know, I never got into Better Call Saul, and I, I feel kind of bad about it, but it's whatever. I guess I could start it whenever, but it would take a long time, and I don't know if I like it that much. But your winner, Jesse Armstrong for Connor's Wedding in Succession. Love it. To be fair, that is, it's one of the greatest episodes of all time. Directing for a drama series, I'm not even going to name the, the nominees, Mark Myloid for Succession for Connor's Wedding. Further proving my point that it's one of the best episodes of all time. I remember watching that episode and just being shook. I was shooketh. Your boy was shooketh watching that episode. All right, the winner for comedy series. You had Wednesday, didn't win. Ted Lasso, didn't win, unfortunately. Only Murders in the Building. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Jury Duty. Barry. Jury Duty. Jury Duty. Blackmail. Eviction Notice. Barry. Ted Lasso. Wednesday. Uh, Abbott Elementary. But your winner is the bear. Your winner is the bear. Best actor in a comedy series? Jason Stakis for Ted Lasso. Unfortunately not. Jason Siegel for Shrinking? Still unfortunately not. Um... But he deserves those nominations. He got nominated for a double GTD, and now he's nominated for an Emmy. Didn't win either, but glad he got the nomination. Glad he's getting the nod, the respect he deserves, the um, acknowledgement he deserves. Roman Reigns, whatever. Martin Short, Only Murders in the Building. Bill Hader for Barry. But your winner, Jeremy Allen White for The Bear. Love it. Actress in the comedy series. Jenna Ortega got nominated for Wednesday. That's cool. Natasha Leone got nominated for Poker Face. Still want to watch that. Nothing has changed between this segment and the last segment when I said I wanted to watch that. Christina Applegate, Dead to Me. You know who's dead to me? Anyone who doesn't listen to a full episode of this. You're all dead to me. That's a lot, that's a lot of people. that are, There's like 20 people that are still alive to me, I guess. Um, Rachel Brosnahan for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And... The winner, Quinta Brunson for Abbott Elementary. Sorry, I don't know what Abbott... I think Abbott Elementary is a comedy. It is, well, yeah, it's a fucking... Joe, you're so fucking stupid. Actress in a comedy series? Then I'm like, I think it's a comedy. God. Anyway, moving on. Supporting actor in a comedy series? Henry Winkler for Barry. Unfortunately, the old man did not get that Emmy. Tyler James Williams, Abbott Elementary. Not today, Abbott Elementary. James Martson for Jury Duty. Brett Goldstein for Ted Lasso. Phil Dunster for Ted Lasso. Nope, nope. Unfortunately not. Anthony Kerrigan for Barry. But your winner, Ebon Mars Bachrock, the bear. Well deserved. Supporting actress in a comedy series, Jessica Williams shrinking. Mm-mm. Hannah Waddingham. I didn't know her last name was Waddingham. That almost makes her unattractive. Juno Temple, Ted Lasso. But it doesn't, it's not enough to make her an She's still, she's a hot old lady, and I love it. Um, and there's nothing wrong about being an old lady. That's not an insult. But you're older, you're still hot. You have gilf potential. Cheryl Lee Ralph, am I sexist for that? Abbott Elementary, that did not win. Janelle James, Abbott Elementary, did not win. Alex Borstein, the marvelous, marvelous Mrs. Maisel. But your winner, A.O. Edie Berry, the bear. So she took home the Golden Globe and the Emmy. Killing it. Here we go. Guest actor in a comedy series. Oliver Platt, The Bear. 
Pedro Pascal Saturday Night Live SNL nominated for uh, for an Emmy. Nathan Lane only murders in the building. Luke Kirby, the marvelous Miss Maisel. This is Maisel. Sorry, mm-hmm. I apologize. She is married. John Bernthal, the bear. But the bear did not take this one because Ted Lasso gets it, Sammy. Sam Richardson brings it home for one of the best shows of all time. Sam Richardson brings home the Emmy for Ted Lasso. Guest actress in a comedy series, Harriet Walter, Ted Lasso. Sarah Niles, Ted Lasso. No, no. Quinta Brunson, Saturday Night Live. Did she host it? Did Quinta Brunson host Saturday Night Live and I just had no fucking idea who that was? Because that's what I'm thinking. Uh, Taraji P. Henson for Abbott Elementary. Becky Ann Baker for Ted Lasso. But the winner, Judith Light from Poker Face. That's not even what I want to watch it for, but she apparently is good in it because she got the Emmy. Uh, Writing for a comedy series. Chris Kelly and Sarah Schneider, the other two. Haven't heard of it. Uh, Carrie and Brooke go to an AIDS play is apparently the episode that that got nominated for. (laughs) That actually sounds kind of funny. There's nothing funny about AIDS, but if you have AIDS, I'm sorry. It's not funny. The episode just sounds funny. I'm sorry about your AIDS. Uh, Mikai Leeper for Jury Duty. Brendan Hunt, Joe Kelly, and Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso. So long, farewell. Fortunately, that did not win. John Hoffman, Matteo Borghesi, and Rob Tobowski for Only Murders in the Building. Bill Hader for Barry. Wow. But your winner, Christopher Storer, the bear, for the episode System. Then that also won for directing for a comedy series. Just like Succession, Connor's Wedding took home writing and directing. Um, review. Oh, this one was review. So writing for the comedy series was Christopher Storer for The Bear for System. Directing for a comedy series was Christopher Storer for The Bear Review. Uh, and then Beef won limited series. And, you know, Beef got its... Beef won all the limited series stuff. Um, best actor, best actress... And uh, best limited series, um, but man, success! The story of the Emmys is Succession, The Bear, um, White Lotus, and then Beef. I guess absolutely swept it, swept the floor. So I'm happy about it again because those are those are some of my favorite shows of of 2023. So I kind of feel like cultured, you know, that I'm like. I chose those shows. I could have been watching some dumb shit, but you know what? I chose shows that won awards. And that makes me better than you, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, that's just my opinion, though. But I'm sure whatever you're watching is great. You're a good person. Keep it up. Yeah? Keep it up. If I had a nickel for every time someone told me to keep it up, I'd have a lot of nickels because I get a, a flaccid dick very often. Um, yeah, so that is my Emmy run-through. Not as lengthy as uh, lengthy that's kind of a dick joke thing because lengthy it can be used for a lot of things but the fact that my mind went to dick right when i said lengthy uh either i'm gay or i just you know have a have a five-year-old sense of humor maybe not five i didn't start making dick jokes till about 10 10 seems right and i don't think i'm gay so so yeah just a childish sense of humor i apologize that you have to deal with it and everyone else in my life has to deal with it. So get in line, you you dick sucker. <laughs> A plus for creativity. All right, um, that is my Emmy rundown. Like I said, success, Succession and the Bear, absolutely killing it. And uh, I'm a fan of both, so I'm happy about that. When we get back, 
We got some football to talk about, people. We got football news to talk about. And you know what? When we get back, we are actually going to wrap it up. We're go- Our wrap-up section will be football-related. We'll talk about the wildcard weekend, and then we're going to talk about some coaching drama that's going on. Coaching changes, coaching drama. You know, who goes where. Oh, my God. He- OMG, he left there. Will there be a she? Probably not. Stephen A. Smith constantly argues for African-American coaches to get hired. Maybe just start, you know, clamoring for a female coach to get hired. I'm just saying. If you really want to impress me with your progression, you know, start that movement, buddy. Start that movement, SAS. But we'll see. All right. Uh, when we get back, that's what we're doing. Football talk to wrap it up. This has been a nice episode. This has been a nice episode. You want one more segment of... Uh, you want you want me as a red carpet reporter? Because I can do that one more time. Okay. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the, I don't know what award show it will be. Golden Globes or I'm, let's do Golden Globes. Just for, there's a lot more options of people I could say. So, all right, everybody. Welcome back to the Golden Globes. Here we are. Uh, oh, my God. Look at who's walking past right now. Timothy Chalamet. And I'll tell you what. I'm not gay, but whenever I see him, it moves a little, you know what I mean? It moves a little, kind of like Miles Teller in Top Gun. Uh, Jesus Christ, that kid is that kid is something else. And you know what? I probably shouldn't be talking about how attractive he is if I, at the next sentence I say that kid is something else. Kid, attractive. I'm not on the list. I'm not on Epstein's list. I'll just say that. I'm not Jimmy Kimmel. But, uh, oh my, look who's walking by now. People, look who's walking by now. It's Aubrey Plaza. And I'll tell you what. I would drag my ball sack through about a mile of broken, dirty glass just to sniff her bathwater. I don't even care if she was on the rag. All right, that'll do it for the uh, the Golden Globe red carpet here because they're telling me that I am going off the air. Do I have – how much time do I have? Can I say one more thing? I cannot. Okay. I'm not on the list. I'm not on the list. All right, so if – Whoever said, I'm not on the The rest of the audio recording that you were just listening to will not be played as it has been collected to use as evidence in the case of the red carpet reporter. The red carpet reporter has been found guilty of in fact being on Epstein's list. He will spend most of the rest of his life in prison hanging out, in quotes, because that is code for getting fucked by big black dicks. Well deserved. And now, back to your scheduled programming. All right, everybody, and we're back. Episode 96, Feel Good Friday. Uh, Kind of a crazy ending to that last segment. And you know what? I actually cannot comment on it um, because my lawyers are telling me that I cannot. I legally cannot say anything. I don't want to get in trouble because I like my freedom, goddammit. I like my freedom. I like my freedom like I like my titties. American. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't quite know what that means, but it just felt right. It just felt right. You know, freedom, titties, America, just roped into one big old mega bukkake video. Um, so not going to talk about it. <laughs> We're moving on. We're all good here. Episode 96, wrapping it up burrito style. This has been uh, the award special pretty much, but well, at least until this point, at least until this point, because right now I am going to talk some football. You knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. It's it's the NFL playoffs. I don't think an episode will pass where I will not talk about playoff football or football in general. Before I get to that, though, I did actually have 
a couple things about the award shows that I wanted to talk about real quick. Very funny segment in the Emmys, uh, the 75th annual Emmys. The Always Sunny in Philadelphia cast hit the stage. Um, all five of them, Charlie, Dennis, D, Mac, and Frank, all of them hit the stage, dressed to the nines. D was looking good, I'm just saying. But so was everyone else, even little Danny DeVito. Um, and they did a little segment about how, like, oh, it's the 75th annual Emmys, and uh, we haven't been invited to it once. I didn't know this this was a thing, and saw this stuff. And they got a point. Like, it's one of the longest-running live-action sitcoms of all time. I think it's the longest-running live-action shit, shitcom. <laughs> That's my life. Um, sitcom of all time. And uh, definitely no recognition from the Emmys, which is a total bummer, and I think uh, undeserved. I think a at least a nomination, you know. Give them a Lifetime Achievement Award or something. They've They've been doing this... For a long time. And they've been doing it well for a long time. They're still kicking. They're still going. They're still funny. So send them their flowers. Give them something. Jesus Christ. Bring that to the light. Uh, or at least they did. They, they brought it to the light that they like never got any respect. They did it in a joking way. But also you take a step back and you're like, well, it's kind of true though. It's kind of true. Another thing I wanted to talk about was uh, the In Memoriam segment. Always very sad. They ended this year with Matthew Perry. Because uh, he was uh, the big one that passed away, found out it was drugs, something like that. So, you know, what are you going to do? And these, you know, people get the fame and sometimes they don't know how to handle it and their demons take control. And that's that's what happened here. And he had a great run. Like, he didn't get to him young. He He was in his, you know, he was up there. Not up there, but like, you know, it's gotten to people a lot younger. So he did well. He did as best he could and uh, put up a fight as long as he could. But eventually, man... That, that's a hard fight to keep going. And, yeah. But the thing about the In Memoriam segment, I think it's kind of fucked up a little bit. Like, a little fucked up. Is when they're going through it, and you could hear the audience cheer for some people, and then they're just quiet for the other people. I think there should be no cheering at all. I think that I get it. You know, some people are more well-known than other people. I get that. But the thing that all these people have in common, whether or not they were very well-known or not well-known at all, is that they all died this year. So how about we save the applause until the end, so that way you don't know who's getting the big applause and who's not. Sure, you could figure, you know, a lot of it's for Matthew Perry, Lance Riddick, like, you know, the bigger names that passed away, Barbara Walters, Bob Barker. Uh, but let's save it till the end. Yeah. Let's save it till the end. And then, and then we could get one big applause for all their hard work, all their achievements over the years, all the joy that they brought to us, everything like that. And that way you don't have the family of some producer get offended when no one fucking cheers for that guy. And I'm not saying they were offended, but like, if I was like, if my, like if my uncle, or, well, I don't even know why I went with uncle. If my dad was a producer or a writer, someone kind of behind the scenes that passed away and then made the In Memoriam segment, and then it was like he was sandwiched between Matthew Perry and Bob Barker, and it was just like, applause, Bob Barker! And then Joe's dad, writer. And it's, people are just like, yep. Yeah. You just like scattered little 
golf claps. And then Matthew Perry and everyone goes, you know, everyone loses it again. I'd be kind of like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Kind of like, what the fuck? So just a little suggestion, Emmys, Oscars, Grammys, whoever is listening. Because they, uh, you know, CMAs did it. Obviously, they did it for Jimmy Buffett. They had a big in memoriam thing and they did him justice. But you can never fully do him justice because he was more than a man. He was a legend. Uh, anyway. So that's my little suggestion. If there's a suggestion box outside the Emmy building, that's what I'm going to slip in there. Uh, anyway, on to football. Before we get to wildcard weekend, I did want to talk about those coaching changes because I think it's not getting – like I, I, we talked about it briefly with Donnie and Griff, and I don't know if we gave it justice because I think it's huge. Nick Saban, gone, retired. Bill Belichick, out of New England. Pete Carroll, out of Seattle. Mike Tomlin. Possibly not staying in Pittsburgh. Who knows? These are staples of the NFL as far as coaching goes. Names that I grew up with. People like men that I grew up watching. And uh, not admiring. Although I would love to be an NFL coach. But definitely respected the fuck out of them. Because they're all masters of their craft. They all they all got a Super Bowl ring. At least one. Bill Belichick has multiple. Um, well, Nick Saban doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. But he has multiple national championship rings. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's a huge deal. I think it's going to, you know, significantly shift the landscape of the NFL, depending on where they go. Does Mike Tomlin stay in Pittsburgh? Does he retire? Who knows? Even Vrabel, Vrabel, even Tennessee, Vrabel's a great coach. He had success with Ryan Tannehill and not to rip on Ryan Tannehill, not to rip on any NFL quarterback. They're all more skilled than I'll ever be at the game. But Ryan Tannehill is not exactly a name where you're like, damn. Tennessee, watch out. But Mike Rabel kind of made him into that. Um, really no receivers. They had A.J. Brown kind of. And, you know, before he really reached his prime, they got DeAndre Hopkins this year. That was really, like, the only weapon. Uh, Derrick Henry's still there. But, you know, Tractor Seat, though, he's getting some miles on him. So Mike Rabel having success, having the success that he had and, you know, beating Jacksonville in that last game to keep them out of the playoffs, we all really liked that. We all really liked that because no one wanted to see Jacksonville in the playoffs. Not the way they were playing. No, sir. Sorry. And now we get to see Josh Allen in the playoffs, which is a lot better. You know, I'm not saying he's better looking than Trevor Lawrence, but as far as like rate, like level of play right now, you would much rather have the Bills because they're hot as opposed to, and not like, I mean, some of them are hot. Like Josh Allen's, he's hot. Um, but I, like not, I don't think that, but people think that. So I'm anyway, very interested to see where these coaches are going to land. Uh, Rumor has it Bill Belichick is going to Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons, which is kind of a bitch move on the Falcons. I get it. Greatest coach of all time. You're going to want him on your team. But, like, this is the guy that gave you your worst game of all time, the Super Bowl, the 28-3 to lead, and you lost it because Bill Belichick is a smart motherfucker, and he stole it from you. He stole that Super Bowl from you, and now you're like, hey, come on in. Maybe we can get a Super Bowl. It is cool thinking of what he can do with B. John Robinson and Kyle Pitts and Drake London and if they get a quarterback, but um, just kind of a bitch move. Just a little bit of a bitch move, Atlanta, just saying. But obviously if if the Bears, you know, wanted to hire Bill Belichick I, or whoever beat them in the Super Bowl, Tony Dungy, I think, was the, the coach of the Colts. You know, if it, if the move was right, I wouldn't care about the history. So I get it. But also kind of like a bitch move. You know what I mean? Um, Harbaugh apparently is going to be done with Michigan. And uh, 
possibly, possibly done with Michigan. And then if he does go into the NFL, the Chargers are looking like the spot for him. Don't know where Pete Carroll, go, Pete Carroll goes. Uh, Mike McCarthy is staying in Dallas. Nick Sirianni, who knows what's happening with him in Philly. Philly fans want him out, but Philly fans are miserable fucks. So who knows? The coaching carousel this year is crazy. And um, I just think we, Gerard Mayo took over as the Patriots coach. That's set in stone, so it won't be Vrabel. So I don't know where Vrabel is going to go. Um, but I think Pierce, the interim head coach of the Raiders, probably stays on as the full-time head coach, regular head coach, whatever it's called. Uh, so there's just going to be a lot of moves being made and the bears are staying with the Weber fluce. We are embracing the fluce and, uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I will say though, there's a rumor that the Falcons, speaking of the Falcons are giving up or would give up their first rounder this year for Justin Fields. Uh, so we would have, we as in the bears, I don't know, I hate people that say we, and then sometimes I do it. The bears would have the first eighth and ninth picks in the draft if they traded Justin Fields for a first rounder. I would I would say a first rounder and maybe like just one other, you know, like a lineman or something like that. Just, you know, just build a little bit, but who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen? Bears are talking about interviewing uh Cliff Kingsbury, um, former Cardinals head coach, but he worked at USC, so he has that bonding with Caleb Williams. Uh Shane Waldron was another name that got uh thrown around. Offensive coordinator for the Seahawks. So who knows? And this is for the offensive coordinator job. This isn't for head coaching because the Bears are sticking with Dewey Refluis and I uh, hate my life. So I'm sure he's a good guy. I'm sure he is. But he's also a cat guy. And uh, I don't think you can be a cat guy and an NFL coach. At least not be a cat guy and have success in the NFL as a coach. Just saying. Or as a player for that matter. But whatever. Uh, anyway, going to be a very exciting offseason. Can't wait to see where these people go. Anyway, on to the actual games. It was Wild Card Weekend. They call it Super Wild Card Weekend, but I'll tell you what, people, there wasn't really much superness about it. You know what I mean? A lot of blowouts, a lot of boring games. Um, one fun one, but other than that, you pretty much knew who was going to win the whole time. Let's start with the Texans and the Browns. Now, I will say I had the Browns going in there and just beating up the Texans. I heard that. I, I thought that defense was going to be dominant even though i know it didn't travel well but it's also it's like playoffs and it's you know rookie qb first time in the playoffs cj shroud proved me the fuck wrong um i look like an idiot it was actually the texans defense that beat up on the browns joe flacco had 307 yards which yeah it's a lot of yards only one touchdown and then two interceptions um jeez yeah they 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 had they got sacked. He got sacked. I should say Joe Flacco got sacked four times. Uh, C.J. Stroud though, on the other side of the ball, sit well on the other side of the team. Whatever you know what I mean for the Texans. Sixteen for twenty-one, two hundred seventy-four yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. The kid showed out in his first NFL playoff game. Uh, absolutely killed it. Singletary had 66 yards in a tutty, so the running game was strong. They even put Davis Mills in there for one play. He, he went one for one. Six yards, so perfect perfect rating there. Three rushes for negative four yards, but hey, what are you going to do? So the Texans just blow out the Browns. I was surprised. I think a lot of people were surprised. I think a lot of people had the Browns winning. Flacco was playing well enough to like look like this team could be it, the real deal, and then uh, it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. So the Texans advance. The Chiefs knock out the Dolphins. 
This was another game that people kind of had going either way, but I think a lot of people were leaning towards the Chiefs. It was the weather. It was the weather in this one. Uh, it was cold as fuck in Kansas City. Taylor Swift was there. Taylor Swift was there. Of course she was. She was looking great. And uh, it was all about her. But that is not the main part of this story that I want people to focus on. The main part of this story that I want people to focus on is that the Chiefs might be back. The Chiefs might be back. That might be their only home game of the playoffs if they advance further, but they they showed up, and the Dolphins did not. The Dolphins yet again proved that they cannot play in cold weather. Granted, the Dolphins had a lot of injuries on their defense, like seven starters out or something like that. Tyreek Hill, constantly banged up. Jalen Waddell, not 100%. Uh, Raheem Mostert, not 100%. Devon Achen, not 100%. So a lot of injuries. They were very injury-ridden. So you could always use that as an excuse, Dolphins fans. But 26-7 to is your final score. And uh, Red Kingdom. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs were back in the Super Bowl. That's all I'm saying. And it wasn't like a necessarily great game by the Chiefs. They just outplayed the Dolphins because it was cold weather. Mahomes went 23 for 41, 262 yards and a touchdown. No interceptions. Pacheco might be my favorite player in the NFL. What a roller coaster ride with him. When I had him on fantasy, he got hurt. I was like, oh, fuck you. You ruined my fucking season. But now that I don't have fantasy, it's like I can just appreciate him for the angry runner that he is. He is a very angry runner, and it's fucking awesome to watch. 24 carries, 89 yards, and a tutty. Uh, Rasheed Rice is the guy. He is the receiver. Eight catches, 130 yards, and a tutty. Travis Kelsey, seven catches for 71 yards. Um, so, And then the defense obviously held that juggernaut of an offense Miami to seven points moving on to Sunday it was two games each day two games Saturday two games Sunday two games Monday I don't know I don't know if I like it but whatever moving on to Sunday the Packers did beat the Cowboys 48 to 32 48 to 32 the Packers hung 48 points on that Dallas defense in Dallas where they were undefeated all season Jordan Love marched up and down the field with his team. 16 for 21, 272 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Aaron Jones was running wild. 21 carries, 118 yards, three touchdowns. Romeo Dobbs had a touchdown. Musgrave had a touchdown. Wicks had a touchdown. Watson only had one catch for nine yards. Jane Reed didn't have any catches for any yards. So imagine if they get going. Who knows what's going to happen? They play the Niners. I don't know what's going to happen. So the Packers look good, and they look like Jordan Love. Like they, It looks like Jordan Love is their guy, and it looks like he's another Hall of Famer if he keeps playing the way that he played on Sunday. Uh, so I'm bummed, and I think all of Bears Nation is bummed as well. But it is what it is. We, we keep moving, and hopefully we get it right in the draft, and we can actually compete. Uh, Dak Prescott, 41 for 60, 403 yards, three tutties, two interceptions. Tony Pollard had 15 carries, 56 yards, and one tutty. CeeDee Lamb showed out, as always, nine catches under 10 yards. Uh, that Ferguson, that tight end, 10 catches, 93 yards, but three touchdowns. So all three passing touchdowns went to Ferguson. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say about Dallas. They are sticking with Mike McCarthy. They are sticking with Dak. I believe it's, uh, it's kind of, uh, I don't know, just this cycle of mediocrity that, you know, they're making the playoffs and they've had three straight wins or three straight seasons of 12 win seasons. Holy fuck. Three straight 12-win seasons. There we go. But 
I just, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds. I think next year is the get right year. And if they don't get right, McCarthy's gone and Dak's probably gone. And they're probably going to have to start anew. And Jerry Jones is going to die without seeing his team win another Super Bowl. Harsh words, but possibly true. Yeah. Yeah, Packers blowing out the Cowboys was uh, was very hard to watch as a Bears fan. I'm not huge on the Cowboys, but I would take them 10 times out of 10 over the Packers. 10 times out of 10 and twice on Sunday or whatever that saying is. Anyway, we're going to move on to something happier. The Lions beat the Rams 24-23 to in Detroit. An emotional game, a crazy game. People were saying that the, Ram, or the Lions got away with some, some missed calls. Stafford did fine, 25 for 36, 367 yards, two tutties. Kyron Williams had 61 yards rushing. Puka Nakua set a rookie record. Puka, my man Puka, Puka Nakua, nine catches, nine catches. So he, he caught the ball nine times. You want to know how much how many yards he had with those nine catches? 181. He averaged 20 yards a catch. Of course he had a touchdown as well. But the Lions on the other side, Jared Goff went 22 for 27, 277 yards, one tutty. No interceptions. He did not make the Jared Goof mistake. He stayed strong. He stayed lion strong. And the Lions advance. Montgomery had a touchdown. Gibbs had a touchdown. And uh, Laporta actually had the only catching touchdown for the Lions, which was cool because Laporta wasn't even supposed to play. But he ended up having three catches, 14 yards, and a tutty. And that tutty mattered because they only won by one point. So the Rams are gone. Stafford does not play spoiler coming into Detroit and knocking out his former team. The Lions move on. I should have said that smoother. The Lions move on, and they're going to be playing the, you know, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Because now we go on to Monday's wild card games. Bills, Steelers, Bills win 31-17. to There was a slight moment when the Steelers looked like they were coming back, and I was like, uh-oh, here go the Bills doing Bills things, because I had a feeling the Steelers were going to win. I thought just the cold weather, Najee Harris was heating up at the right time, Jalen Warren looking good. Bills Bills held them pretty well. Um, Jalen Warren, 8 carries for 38 yards. Najee Harris, 12 carries for 37 yards. Fryermuth was their leading receiver, 5 catchers for 76 yards. Pickens had 5 catches for 50 yards. The only touchdown was Deontay Johnson. Well, there was another. There's Austin, Austin the third. Uh, but, you know, who cares? <laughs> no one knows him. Josh Allen on the other end, though, 21 for 30, 203 yards, 3 touchdowns, no interceptions. That's it. That's what you, you know, mistake-free football. Mistake-free football, the Bills will win the Super Bowl. But I don't know if it's going to be mistake-free football. Plus, the Steelers didn't have the, uh, TJ Watt, arguably Defensive Player of the Year, and you don't have him. James Cook looked good, 18 carries for 79 yards. Josh Allen also had a rushing touchdown, 74 yards, just showing off what he could do and looking damn impressive doing it, looking like the stallion that I know he is. So the Bills move on, and they will host the Chiefs. For the first time, Patrick Mahomes is playing a road game Hosting the Chiefs in Buffalo. Going to be crazy. That environment, that house is going to be rocking. Bills Mafia, stand up. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Let's go. And our final game of Wild Card Weekend was the Eagles and Bucks. Buccaneers just blowing out the Eagles, 32-9. Embarrassing game by the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, 25-35, and uh, and a tutty. Only one rush for five yards. Now that's the part I don't really get. DeAndre Swift wasn't getting it done. 10 carries for 34 yards. You have arguably one of the best rushing quarterbacks in the league. If not the best, that's where the argument is. Because he is one of the best rushing quarterbacks in the league. Not Russian quarterbacks. He's not Russian. He's American. But uh, 
best rushing quarterbacks in the league, arguably the best. Some would say Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, whatever. Uh, but one rush for five yards doesn't seem right. Doesn't seem right. Morrow actually led the team in tackles, seven tackles, uh, solo tackles, three assisted tackles. But um, that wasn't enough. Because my boy Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, 22 for 36, 337 yards, three tutties. Rashad White ran 18 times for 72 yards. Baker Mayfield did run two times for 16 yards, showing off those legs. Palmer and Moore caught two of the touchdowns. So Mike Evans didn't even really get going. He had three catches for 48 yards. That was it. So imagine if he gets going. Godwin didn't have much, 48 yards, I think, something like that. So their two biggest playmakers on the receiving end didn't even have that great of games. Godwin didn't have a touchdown, but still. Um, also, the big thing was the mistackling of the Eagles. It was hard to watch. You could just, I could feel the frustration of the Philly fans. And uh, it's like, and then Nick Sirianni got popcorn thrown at him after the game. Could have been, it could have been a beer. It could have been, you know, something gross. But it was popcorn. But still, like, fuck off. Like, the dude's a human, you know. Why don't you get on the field? And But to be fair, I would have popcorn thrown at me, and I would have a whole city ridicule me if I was getting paid the amount of money NFL coaches get paid. I don't even care if I sucked. But I think I'd be a good coach. I think I'd be like Mike McDaniels, just not as smart. You know what I mean? I'd be like, engage eight. Hail Mary. And that's it. And we'd win a Super Bowl. Probably not. But anyway, so that is Wild Card Weekend. Again, they call it Super Wild Card Weekend, but it did not feel that super. It was a lot of blowouts. There's a lot of games where you're like, I know where this is heading, except for that Lions-Rams game. It looked like the Lions had it in the bag. They were up 14-3, and then uh, then the uh, the Lions, or I'm sorry, then the Rams made it interesting. So who knows what will happen this weekend for the divisional round. I'm excited. Packers are playing the Niners. Uh, traditionally in the playoffs, the Packers have had trouble against the Niners. Everyone's saying the Niners are going to kick their ass. I am not everyone. I am not part of everyone. I am not team. Niners will kick their ass. I am team. I don't feel good about it. Jordan Love looks so impressive on Sunday, and I do not feel good about this game. I really don't. So we'll see what happens, but but God damn it, the Packers look good. They have so many goddamn weapons, and I hate it, and it's unfair if they have another Hall of Fame quarterback. Brett Favre. Well, they had Bart Starr, too, like before Brett Favre. That was a while ago, but still. You go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and now you have Jordan Love, who looks very capable of leading his team to a Super Bowl, especially with all those weapons I was naming. Kraft and Musgraves at the tight end position. Those are two fantastic tight ends. Obviously, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Wicks, Jaden Reed, the receivers. They're, they're killing it. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are, are great running backs. If not great, very good. And the defense is starting to play better, too. I am, I'm officially scared of the Packers. I am officially scared of the Packers. There was a moment where I was like, the Packers are done, and I knew it. Right when I had that thought, right when I had that goddamn fucking thought, I was like, don't have this fucking thought. Because if you have this fucking thought, they're not going to be done. They're going to rise up, and they are going to kill your dreams, and they are going to kill your happiness. And they do it every year, and they're doing it this year. And I am not going to say the Packers are dead until they're dead, until they are officially out, until that clock winds down and the other team is beating the Packers. I will not say the Packers are dead. I'm not one of those Bears fans that's confidently saying the Niners are going to kick their ass. No, I'm scared of the Packers, officially. 
It's official. I was scared. I And you know what? We did. The Bears did this to themselves. The Bears did this to their fan base. They let the Packers into the playoffs. They let them in. They could have beat 17 to 9. They only hung 17 on you. They hung 48 on the Cowboys in Dallas. So that actually gives me hope about the Bears. But, but the Bears also should be ashamed of themselves because they let the Packers into the playoffs. They did this to themselves. <sighs> anyway, I need the Tylenol. Uh, so I am going to sign off. That is episode 96 in the books. And when we get to the next one, that'll be episode 97. Because that's how numbers work. Have a great Friday, everybody. Have a great weekend. Have some fun. Stay warm. It's cold out there. My heart goes out to the homeless. I know the homeless probably don't listen to this podcast because they probably don't have phones because they're homeless. So if you were homeless and had a phone, maybe, you know, use that money for an apartment and then just don't have a phone. Not everyone had a phone back in the day. So you could live without a phone. There's some nights that it's getting really cold here where I don't know if you could live without a house. I'd rather live without a phone than without a house during these winters. Not trying to lecture the homeless right now. This was supposed to be a nice thing for them. My heart goes out to them. This weather is shitty as fuck. And I hope they found someplace warm and they're surviving and looking forward to warmer weather. Today was actually a nice day, but I know it drops again. And that's just how winters in Chicago are. And it fucking sucks. And I know it. And I'm lucky enough to have a roof over my head and heating and... Um, everything so far besides the air pressure in my tires for one day, knock on wood has been, has been okay so far. So I'm very blessed. I'm very lucky. And I know that, and I appreciate that. And so if you know someone that's not reach out to them, make sure they're doing okay. All right. That's the end of this podcast. Episode 96. Feel good Friday. Get ready for the moo at the end of the episode. Cause I was talking about the moo noise that I added. Get ready for the moo is not a good sign off line though. So, uh, I don't know. Catch you on the next one.